Like a woman 42 weeks pregnant, a book past its due date or a long need of visit between friends. This is overdue, the slut and the prude. A bi-monthly feminist podcast that highlights the beauty of libraries while discussing everything from politics to pop culture and whatever nonsense pops into our heads. So, hello everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> We're on track right now <laughs> to keeping up with our recordings. <laughs> we have our moments, but we get back there. Yeah, well, you know, we're only human. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So today we thought we would um, do a little bit of a lighthearted episode. Yes. Um, And we're going to talk about my wedding. Yes. But um, before we do, I do have some library news. Oh, I love library news. So as I'm sure some of you guys are aware, we are still in lockdown. We are we live in Ontario, and Ontario essentially is still in lockdown. Um, so libraries are closed for us. So we actually have not been to a library in, I think, a year. Um, makes a little bit difficult to do a podcast about libraries and highlighting their beauties, but we still like to check in with libraries around mm. and see what's going on with them. Unfortunately, we do have some sad news to report in that upfront. Oh, no. um, this story is actually kind of old. I only just found it, and I guess there's a whole thing to be said about why it wasn't covered more extensively, but that's a whole different story. Anyway, it happened actually in April of the last uh, this year right um april 21st and the 19th in that general time period um so the story is wildfire guts cape town library's priceless collection of african history literature and film so essentially on the 19th of last month there was a wildfire above the verahoke in cape town on mm-hmm. monday um, and essentially it started on the early Sunday and it was fueled by strong winds, which ripped down and across the slopes of the mountain toward the residential areas overlooking downtown Cape Town. Um, according to the Table Mountain National Park authorities, around 600 hectares of land burned in the wildfire. And so diversity wow. was essentially the strongest hit of the buildings the university of cape town campus was one of the first sites to be hit and appears to have suffered the most damage um the nearly 100 year old jagger library was partially destroyed and with it many priceless pieces of african history including films manuscripts art photographs and first edition books the university said so the director Ujala Setgor estimates that about 75% of the library's extensive African studies collection had been damaged beyond repair. Oh, no. Yeah. There is some good news, though. So apparently um, the library's oldest materials were actually kept in the basement and were actually spared from flames. And so while water did get into the basement, it didn't actually damage anything there, and the fire was um, kept away from that part. Also, because they were in the process of uh, digitizing a lot of their materials, um, a lot of original masters were lost, but their digital copies do remain. So we do have some of the material still in existence, even if it's not the original copy, so. Wow, that was a roller coaster of an update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Did that that happen last month on the 21st and on the 19th to the 21st? Yeah. Wow. That just like, all it reminds me of is the Library of Alexandria. Yes, that was my first thought too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially, it really does suck, especially Mm -hmm. because, you know, it sounds like a lot of the studies that were affected. Yeah were ones that we don't have a lot of, Mm -hmm. right? Like, African studies is not, I feel like it hasn't really been considered very much in research Mm -hmm. because of racism. Yeah. (laughs) And so to lose those is Mm -hmm. really quite devastating. It is really lucky that some of the very, very old materials have been saved. Yeah. But, oh, God, it just makes me think that everything should be digitized. Yes. <laughs> It'll and never so, be the same as holding a book, but at least no. you protect it. Yeah. We still have some kind of copy of it, a version mm-hmm. of it. And so the knowledge can still be passed down in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. And so they said, like, the film collection was actually developed over a period of 20 years by one single librarian who was retiring. Whoa. Can you imagine if you were that librarian and you saw the library burning, knowing that your entire life's work, essentially, was going up in flames? Oh, no. And, like, you were retiring this year, so it's not like you can continue to work at it and oh, rebuild they must be it. Devastated. it like, oh, devastated. <laughs> oh. I can't even imagine that poor person's face. I know. I would just ball and ball. I would just stand there crying all day. I would just be so numb. I would be like, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. brutal. Crazy. Uh-huh. This goes to show everybody your libraries are really precious. Mm-hmm. And you can't take them for granted. Because <laughs> apparently they're doomed to burn. They are, and that's kind of like the sad nature, just because of the, you know, the materials of books. Literally, materials. So, depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's get back up there and talk about non-depressing things. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess this topic is actually, it's fairly lighthearted, but it does have, it is pretty stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think this... This episode is going to be, like, about my wedding specifically. Yeah. But it is also going to touch on the effects COVID has on event planning. Mm-hmm. And also on, like, families, mm-hmm. I think, is going to touch on it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because this has been quite a <laughs> a journey. <laughs> um, so for those of, of our listeners who don't know, I'm getting married this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say an exact date just for you know, security reasons. (laughs) Um, But I am, I will be married by the end of the year. Um, And it has been, we've been planning it since, I think, 2019. Mm -hmm. It was when we booked a lot of our stuff, or we started booking stuff. We were engaged Mm -hmm. in the summer of 2019. Um, And it has been quite a journey. Uh, for those who don't know also, Nora is one of my bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I asked her to be my bridesmaid on the podcast. So if yeah. you missed that, you It was should a go really back. funny encounter. <laughs> yeah, that was quite <laughs> My fun. response was actually really funny, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely go back and try to find that. Um, 
episode. Yeah. Um, so this is this is two years in the making. Um I guess I should preface this all as well with I'm not very religious, mm-hmm. in case you haven't gathered that. <laughs> um, so it is not going to be an incredibly religious ceremony. Um but yeah, I don't even know where to start really. <laughs> Well, how about you starting with how you and your partner met? Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's so, start from the beginning, shall we? <laughs> so my partner's name is Kyle, um, and he and I met while I was in my last year of university. Oh my god, was I? Yes. <laughs> so we were introduced by, at the time, mutual friends. He was in the psychology department in his second year of psychology, mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that one of my roommates, she was taking psychology as an elective and was in some of Kyle's classes. And so she introduced us as friends, um, because she knew I was always looking to try to branch out friends from different departments because I was in environmental studies and, uh, my partner was always looking for new friends, um, because he was fairly shy in university um something's happened and we're no longer friends with with this person (laughs) but um fair to say that we started talking um and it really quickly became evident that we weren't really interested in just being friends Mm -hmm. um especially because we went on our first date um and it lasted like eight hours (laughs) um uh, we went for sushi, and then we just walked around downtown Toronto. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, come on. We went for sushi. All you can eat mm-hmm. sushi for mm-hmm. hours. We were there mm-hmm. talking for hours. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we weren't kicked out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked around downtown Toronto for ages. And then mm-hmm. and then I found out it was his birthday. <laughs> so he decided to have our first date on his birthday. Wow. Without telling me. <laughs> That's risky. I thought so, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure on a date, because if it's a crappy date, then you've kind of ruined your birthday as well. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, well, at, like, at worst, I was just going to be kind of like a sucky day. And I was like, yeah. that's not... <laughs> I was like, that's not a risk you take. <laughs> he had high hopes for you. He I, knew. Apparently so. Yeah. Um. And, like, fair to say, like, we had quite a few dates that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we went to baseball together, and um, I met his dad really quickly. Wow. As well, because we went to Fan, like, Fan Expo, like, the comic mm-hmm. uh, com- conference. That's not the word. Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and get this. I was going, so we started dating in the June. Mm-hmm. and. I was going away to summer camp uh, to work up in Bancroft, which, for those of you who don't know, is about six hours north of the city, I think. Or maybe Three hours. Probably around that, I think. Yeah. Um, My cottage is in Bancroft. It's not six hours, although it does feel like it. How long is it? Is it four? It, it's three to four, yeah. Three to four, on okay. a good day, it's like three hours. On a bad day, right. it's four, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. I was. It felt like forever then. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it does and so I was leaving at the end of July to go up to summer camp until September and the summer camp I was working at had 
pretty much no sig- signal, like no service. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one room had internet. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have Wi-Fi. It was just internet, pretty much. Um, and so we knew that we were going to be going from dating to, like, I was not going to be able to talk to him. <laughs> except for maybe once a week when I had a break to be able to, like, find a place with signal to call him. Yeah. Um, and my birthday is also in the summer, so I was going to be up there for my birthday. Mm. And so the day before I was going to leave we were having a birthday celebration for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she said, because I had told, <laughs> this is cringy. I had told her after my first date with Kyle that I'd really liked him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I bet you're going to marry him. Aww. And I was like, you can't say that. We've been dating for like a month, less than a month. Yeah. So anyway, my grandmother um, said, I know it's really early, but he can come to the family dinner. Mm-hmm. If, if he would like, if you would like. I know, like, I'm asking a lot. Like, you guys have been dating a month and a half. Well, Kyle was freaking like, yeah, of course I'll come. I- <laughs> so, we'd been dating, like, a month and a half. And he met my grandmother and my grandfather, who I'm very, very close with. Yeah. My aunt and my uncle. And my two cousins. All at a family dinner. Wow. I have the original picture that we can post as well that my grandfather took because that's not embarrassing. (laughs) Literally there with a camera being like, just act natural. And Kyle and I are like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, So yeah, since then, and he came up to Bancroft for my birthday and surprised me. Wow. Just turned up at the summer camp. Wow. Um. So fair to say, like, we've been pretty inseparable since then. Yeah. Um, and we'd been dating just around three years when he proposed. Mm-hmm. So we will be together just over five years when we get married. Wow. Which so is how do you like. Pose? So we went to Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. which is a place that we go to fairly often for a vacation, um, just because. It's like a close place that feels very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had spent the day going for a hike in the morning and we took a nap because we were tired. Yeah. And he, it was right around our anniversary. So mm-hmm. we were kind of exchanging gifts over the course of our vacation. Mm-hmm. So not all at once. And said, I have one more gift for you while we're in our hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were about to go swimming, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he gets really shy when he gives me gifts so he always asks me to close my eyes mm-hmm. and so he asked me to close his, my eyes and when I opened them he was on one knee Oh! and he said my full name and asked me to marry him mm-hmm. um, I tackled him to the floor <laughs> <laughs> literally spear tackled him because I was sitting on the bed yeah. um, and I spear tackled him to the floor um, and I was crying and I don't remember what, I think I said yes <laughs> at some point in there. Um, I, I asked him if he was lying first. <laughs> I was like, you're joking. You're lying. Because he, so for those of you who don't know Kyle or have never met him, he loves a good joke. He loves to tease and like, 
just make people roll their eyes at him. Like, he loves that, right? Mm -hmm. He's a real ass. (laughs) (laughs) And so he'd been telling me since, like, the February, right? And this is the summer that we got Mm -hmm. engaged. He'd been telling me since the February that he had a ring. Mm. And I was like, no, you don't. You wouldn't be telling me. There's no way. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll show you the receipt then. I'm like, no, you're not going to show me a receipt. And so every time he'd go, well, I could propose now. I'm like, you're not going to propose. You don't have a ring. Like, that's, like, you don't. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing this since February. And I was just like, there's no way. Like, we always kind of try to go away for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because it's his birthday too, right? So we always try to, like, do something. So it wasn't like going on a vacation was a surprise yeah or like suspicious or anything like that and we always try to go out for one really nice meal and we'd done that the night before and so like Mm -hmm. i had no inclination and so when he was down on one knee i was like you're joking this is not funny (laughs) i was like it's one thing to joke you have a ring it's another thing to joke that you're on one knee and he's like look in my hand and he had the ring obviously in his hand and i was like and so that's when i spear tackled him to the to the floor (laughs) crying because i was like oh my god he's not lying um and then you know we proceeded to call a few people to text a few Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. i think you were one of the first ones i was and i stupidly slept through the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) so i woke up to like a flood of messages from emma on my phone on facebook messenger and she's like i need to talk to you right now call me i need to talk and i'm like oh (laughs) what is going on but then i finally messaged her back and i'm like what is going on what's happening she told me and i'm like and i slept through that (laughs) that's okay yeah so so that's that's our engagement story um which i think is great because i a lot of people when they go to niagara falls they like propose right in front of the falls or whatever Mm -hmm. i would have hated that (laughs) i would have hated every moment of that because i don't love a lot of attention Mm -mm. on me um particularly by strangers yeah like family I can deal with but <laughs> you like can tolerate I it can tolerate it mildly but, but strangers I might have said no to him <laughs> <laughs> you might have thrown yourself off the falls <laughs> I might have thrown myself over the cliff into the falls um so obviously we we spent a little bit of time telling family um and we kept it off off of Facebook for mm-hmm. a while just because we wanted to make sure we told everybody in person that we wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm sure everyone has picked up through the podcast, some family members I don't have a great relationship with. And so I needed to figure out that whole mm-hmm. situation before I posted it. Um, and I think we posted about a month later something like that that we that we were engaged mm-hmm. um which was really like i don't know i really enjoyed that we kept it yeah. um from online and we'll probably do the same with the wedding mm-hmm. um especially with the the circumstances that we'll talk about throughout this episode mm-hmm. um i was also lucky enough um that in october of that year so so I, I'd also graduated uh, from college in the June. 
So that was another reason we went on vacation, which is another reason I didn't think Kyle was going to propose. Because it was kind of like a celebration for our anniversary, his birthday, and my graduation. Yeah. And then I also graduated from university that October because of the degree I did. It Mm -hmm. was a combined degree that meant I got my college diploma and my degree. So I had two graduations that year. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough that in that October, my mom and my sister managed to come over and visit Mm-hmm. To see my graduation. Um, and I was lucky, I'm very lucky to have a lot of extended family who love me very much. Mm-hmm. And we were able to have an engagement party mm-hmm. um, in October of 2019. Yep. Which would have been some of the last celebrations any of us were able to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about it. Because that the following true. January was COVID. COVID yeah. year. The the year that must not be named. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really nice. We got to invite all of our friends and family, um, mm. at least the ones in Canada, yeah. um, to come and celebrate our engagement. It was kind of awkward <laughs> um, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, but it gave us a good idea of what, we're, what we could expect from the wedding. Yeah. And apparently, I'm not a very good host. So, <laughs> so there's a bunch of etiquette that I guess I've never really thought about okay. when it comes to like hosting parties when you have a mix of friends and family. Yeah, and like I know, like one thing, like I was told at the end of it was like you really, like, like one thing most people do is they try to introduce like their friends to their family and to the mm-hmm. hosts of the party and all that kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, do you know how often I was? Like, I was saying hello to someone when they got in, and then a new group of people would come in. Yeah. Like, when am I supposed to <laughs> guide them through? And Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I really enjoyed the night. I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I know that I you too. ended up getting cornered by some people. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I thought it went pretty okay, all things considered. Yeah, so did I. I enjoyed myself. I thought everybody else enjoyed themselves. The food was good. It was really good. And your uncle, he cooked all that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I call them my aunt and uncle. They're technically, like, not related to me at all. Um, But the person whose house we had the party at, her husband (laughs) cooked everything pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it was It was bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it was, we had, like, chicken dip and, like, pulled Mm -hmm. pork sliders I'm yeah, like, there was, like, a little bit of everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I find really funny that you probably wouldn't have heard because, obviously, you're a guest. Mm-hmm. But my aunt and uncle, the people who were hosting the party at the end of the night, they were like, this is very surprising. And I was like, there's a hundred things that could be surprising, so lay it <laughs> on me. So they found it very interesting because I have many small groups of friends yeah. from throughout my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have you from university, Sarah from, I would say, university as well, mm-hmm. and then I have a small group from college, and then, you know, little groups of friends, and mm-hmm. some gr- friends from work at the time, and that kind of thing. And all of Kyle's friends have known each other basically since Kyle was, like, eight or nine, mm-hmm. right? And it's a, that's a very interesting dynamic in general. But he's like, no, the most interesting thing is we're almost out of pop. <laughs> he's like there's so much booze left but we're almost out of pop and he's like 
you guys are like all of age. There's like five people here who aren't of age yet. But we're almost out of pop. And I'm like, we did warn you that half of Kyle's crew is straight edge. They don't drink. More than half, actually. I think I think of his friends, maybe three people drink. And I was like, I warned you that that was going to happen. Like, I don't drink anymore. Yeah. I have a lot of people here who are going to have to drive, so they're not going to drink much. Mm-hmm. And none of Kyle's friends drink. (laughs) But they were like, they're still to this day, they're like, there's no pop left. (laughs) But like, there's lots of wine and beer left. (laughs) That's funny. Which, you know, is one of those things that I'm like, I guess we're going to have a lot of booze left from the wedding too, probably. Yeah. But it was just an interesting dynamic. A little tidbit from the engagement party. (laughs) Um... I have to learn how to cut a cake, apparently, because I did terrible. <laughs> Not that Kyle helped me, but... <laughs> but yeah, so we were very lucky that we were able to um, celebrate my graduation and our engagement with mm-hmm. friends and family right before everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I guess... So with COVID... One of the things that I think is really interesting, and I think that anybody trying to plan any kind of event, whether that's a wedding, an engagement, a, you know, baby shower, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting the way you think. Because Kyle and I booked our venue, I believe, in the February of 2020. Mm-hmm. So here in Canada at that time, we weren't very worried about COVID. Like, we'd yeah. had a couple cases, but there was no talk of, like, wearing masks or mm-hmm. or anything of that matter. I was still working, and we were still sitting next to each other, elbow to elbow, playing rummy mm-hmm. in or playing euchre in the, in the staff room. Yeah. Like, still sharing vehicles, still doing everything. Like, no whisper of, like, change, you know? Mm-hmm. And Kyle and I had always planned on having a longer engagement. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, Kyle's still in school. I was just recently graduated. And even when we talked before we got engaged, we had said, like, we should probably have a slightly longer engagement. Yeah. It helped us save up money. It helped us de-stress because we could spread out the planning mm. of everything. Yeah. Um, there's an ambulance in the background. One second. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wow. We could stretch everything out so we didn't have to try to cram everything into a year. Um, my friends got married. It'll be two years in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like got married in the January. Mm-hmm. And so they like crammed everything, all their planning into literally nine months. Mm-hmm. And I was could this not. Was that you were telling us about at the girls getaway? The one that's that was right. just like drunk off their ass. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that told Kyle and I a lot of what we didn't want to do <laughs> for our wedding. Um, or like prepared us for things that we hadn't thought about. Yeah. <laughs> and also was like the driving force behind let's have a two year engagement um because like i knew like i was gonna be in full-time work kyle was gonna Mm -hmm. be in full-time school and working 
there was no way that we were going to be able to plan a wedding easily in a year. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to save up money and still have money left over after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been lucky that my mom has been sending some money over for the wedding. And we have family who have offered all sorts of different help. Uh, but for the most part, we're funding the wedding ourselves, right? It's not like mom and dad on either of our sides are, like, funding half the wedding. They're not, like, mm-hmm. like chipping in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, And so we booked it in February with the thought that by 2021, October or November, which is kind of weird look aiming for the end of the year so we're like mm-hmm. by then surely things will be safe yeah like surely by then we'll have everything under control we'll have a vaccine maybe and we won't have to worry about any of the things that a lot of people are happening mm-hmm. and if we book it two years in advance that anybody who has to cancel their wedding or push it back a year like we've guaranteed our spot so we're not going to lose it mm-hmm um, well, that didn't come to pass. <laughs> or or I should say, as we were planning, because we booked our venue in, like, the February, we booked our catering in, like, the June or July, mm-hmm. and obviously everything else was sort of starting to come together. You know, we had, and we booked our officiant by, like, the end of the summer in 2020 as well. Yeah. And we figured, those are the big three. With those three, we can have a wedding. Mm-hmm. Even if the dress doesn't come together, even if the suit doesn't come together, even if, you know, we have to have a smaller number, we can have a wedding. Mm-hmm. We have recently made the decision that we are not going to have a reception yeah. for our wedding. And this was a really difficult decision to come to for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, in Ontario, even if we're in the green, so which is best case scenario here in Ontario, um, you're still only allowed a certain percentage of people indoors for eating or for any kind of celebration. And our venue will only allow 50. Now we were, we had always planned our wedding to be small. Yeah. To try to limit our environmental impact, because a lot of the time weddings have huge environmental impacts. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want it to cost that much. Right. Because it's one day and one party, mm-hmm. and neither Kyle nor I saw the sense in having a $25,000, $30,000 wedding. Right. Which is the average Canadian wedding, I right. should mention. It's also not your style. It's also not my style. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Emma's a very down to earth, very eco. It, she's not about the glitz and the glam mm-hmm. and the, you know, pageantry of everything. So, you know, just who she was and her, well, her and Kyle's personality wouldn't have suited them to have like a huge banquet hall kind of wedding hoopla. Can you imagine me <laughs> trying to fit into like a like Great Gatsby themed like. Oh, I would have loved that. You, yes. <laughs> you, glitz, glamour, you know, sparklers, like, that's yeah. you. Yes, 100 like, plus people, no. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't even know 100 plus people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is really surprising? 
you don't realize how many people you actually know until you start writing a wedding list. <laughs> like a guest list. Because, so Kyle and I wanted around 85 to 90 people at most. Mm-hmm. Average Canadian wedding, I believe, is 150. Mm. Uh, just as a, just for those who don't know weddings very well. <laughs> um, and we very quickly kind of reached that number. Mm. Now, we didn't have to think too hard about who was and wasn't invited. Right. We'd also made the decision that the only people with drama who we'd invite <laughs> is the drama we could guarantee. <laughs> so, for example, we have a friend who, when they get pretty tipsy, they can get really kind of loud and, f- and like, s- clumsy. But we know that... They also listen to a sober person if you tell them to drink water. <laughs> like, if a sober person goes up to them and goes, you need to drink water right now, mm-hmm. and you hand them a cup, he will down the cup. <laughs> and, like, if you tell him, go sit down, yeah, he'll listen. So, like, that's drama we can guarantee, and we know that's not going to cause upset. Yeah. Or, or we have a friend who, again, we're all sex positive on this channel, will sleep with anyone. And that's okay. That's like good for her. But we know that drama and we know that's not going to hurt anybody because we're like, we can guarantee that. Mm -hmm. And that, from Kyle and my perspective, will be pretty funny. (laughs) Um, But we have family members who we know will just cause trouble with each other Mm -hmm. or who will take over our day. Mm. And so they're just not invited straight up. Like we are not here for that. That's Mm -hmm. not what this is about. Um, and we're not catering to people, mm. right? We're catering to us and what we like. Yeah. So it wasn't that difficult to stay at 85, but when mm. it came to the decision as we're coming closer to October or to um, like the end of the year, and we're coming closer to like August, which is kind of when we thought everyone would have vaccines, mm-hmm. and we're getting closer to, you know, October when we thought that you know, maybe flights would open and we're coming closer to the end of the year when, you know, we were going to get married and things are very uncertain still. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel right for us to have a reception. Mm-hmm. We could cut the, the, the list down to 50 people fairly easily mm-hmm. because all we'd have to do is cut out the people from the UK. Aww. And that would essentially bring us down to close to 50. And then mm-hmm. all we do is cut a couple people here or there yeah. that we don't think we're going to come anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I have a couple of U.S. friends who, if the borders aren't open, they're not coming anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you cut the people from the U.K., isn't that the majority of your people? Like, your side yeah. of the family? Oh. Yeah, it would be, like, I would just have my friends, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my couple of family members, like, my four to six family members that are here. Yeah. And so when we were talking about it, it didn't make sense to us. Mm -hmm. Because, one, there's a lot of people in the UK who would make the party. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like my uncle, cousin, like, cousin twice removed, whatever. He's my cousin. (laughs) Um, He is freaking balls to the walls <laughs> but like loves and respects me very much mm-hmm. so wouldn't do anything to upset me and like we want him there mm-hmm. kyle loves him like we want him there and like my other maid of honor is there mm-hmm. so like that like she has to be here like we want her here yeah and my sister and my mom like they 
wouldn't be able to come. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it made the most sense to cancel our reception. Yeah. To have a very small ceremony with just our closest friends and family. It's essentially our family and just our bridal party with a couple of extras. Mm-hmm. And live stream the event mm-hmm. so that anybody can see it. Yeah. Or not anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> anybody with a link can watch it. That's so 2021. It is so 2021. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to live stream the wedding. <laughs> it's like, it's it's been such an interesting transition. It has. This is also, the reason we've decided this also is because we will lose the least amount of money. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I don't, I didn't really understand before, like having to plan my own wedding, <laughs> was most vendors, mm-hmm. so that's like catering, venue, de- decorator, florist, whatever you're having, photographer, they often have non-refundable deposits. Mm-hmm. And that basically means that if you cancel at any time, you're not getting that money back. Yeah. That's a non-refundable deposit to say you were going to book this day in this time and this much. Which means that if Kyle and I decided to outright cancel our wedding, Mm -hmm. we would be looking to lose a lot of our money. Mm -hmm. Um, I should add the complication to our decision was that our venue is not first and foremost a wedding venue. Mm-hmm. It does rent out to weddings, but it's first and foremost a community center, I guess is the best way to put it, um, yeah. that works with at-risk groups of individuals um, and their families. Mm-hmm. And COVID has been really hard for them mm-hmm. um, because they're a community center and they can't do community events. And so they've had to lose a lot of staff and a lot of um, funding and that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. they've decided to pull back all their resources to focus just on those community uh, structures and guidelines mm-hmm. and stuff. Which means that after this year, they are no longer renting out their facility for weddings mm-hmm. or any kind of event, really. Yeah. So that means that we couldn't just postpone. Because mm-hmm. that was kind of our first thought was maybe we just postpone it or something. Mm-hmm. But we can't. And so... Our venue has an option to just do a ceremony only on their site. You get it for a few hours. You get it to take photos and do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. And so for us, that was the decision. Yeah. We're going to have our ceremony on the day. I think Kyle and I have decided we're going to do something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to like a food truck or something afterwards. Mm -hmm. So we can't have the, the reception. Yeah. But if we happen to be going to a food truck, and we happen to tell everybody else, and people happen to want to come with us, <laughs> that's surely not our fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And it's so, like 50 people just happen to be at the same food truck at the same time. And they all happen to have come from the wedding. <laughs> yeah. That's just happenstance. Yeah, exactly. That's just life. That's just life. <laughs> and so that's kind of our plan is we're kind of looking for some sort of food vendor that we can like, we don't have to like go inside. We can just like have it brought out to us mm-hmm. um, to have dinner. 
because obviously we're not having the reception, we're not having the party or anything like that. Yeah. And then, you know, we're touring around with whether or not we just like pay for whoever's from the wedding comes mm-hmm. so that they can kind of celebrate with us, you know? Yeah. So um, are you still doing the um, bridesmaids B&B thing? So that's the thing that I'm not sure about and something I'll have to talk to all of you about. Yeah. Because I kind of still want to. I think so. Because we're still going to have most of our bridal photos taken. Yeah. And, like, most of our groomsmen, like, so all of the groomsmen are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And depending on what travel is looking like, it'll mm-hmm. just be two bridesmaids not there. Mm-hmm. It'll just be my sister and Danny. Yeah. And so we can take most of our wedding photos mm-hmm. that day still, and we have access to the property. Mm-hmm. And then next year, we've already booked a venue for next year. Oh, okay. Um, we can just take the rest of them. Yeah. Um, so I would still like to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. Just go the day before, um, you know, have dinner together, do something fun maybe in the afternoon if we're yeah. allowed to. And then still be able to all get ready together in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it still feels a little bit special. Exactly. Um, but that's something that we'll have to all discuss because it all depends, again, on where everybody is, how everybody's feeling, mm-hmm. um, and the restrictions right. come October. Yeah. Um, well, like I mentioned, because I got – I've booked my vaccine for yes. May – and then my second one, because they're now holding it off for like four months, will be September. Mm-hmm. So by the time uh, your wedding comes, because we are traveling a little bit, yeah, um, I will be A-OK to travel. So That's true. You'll be fully vaccinated by I then. will be fully vaccinated. And nobody will have to worry about me and my cooties. <laughs> so you can be in the car with me is what you're saying. Because yes. yes. I assume you'd <laughs> like a ride still. I would love one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's still up in the air. We're trying to figure it out because that would be ideal. I was I would love to still be able yeah. to do a little bit of a girls' night mm-hmm. and get ready together in the morning. Yeah. Because I can't even imagine the chaos of trying to get us all, all of us ready and trying to get down to the venue yeah. for the ceremony and photos. It's just, that's stressful mm-hmm. <laughs> to think about. So, yeah, that's still up in the air. Okay. As for, so I guess another aspect is I've been doing a lot of reading and stuff, looking at forums, whatever, and a lot of people are doing what I'm doing this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are deciding to just do a either an elopement or, mm-hmm. or a really small ceremony and they yeah. live stream it and then have the reception like a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already booked the venue or I'm just waiting to hear back from the person to confirm it. Um, it's not quite... It's not going to be quite our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be a little bit before our anniversary. Right. Just because everywhere is so booked up for next year already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to be great. Yeah. It's still going to be in the Niagara region. Okay. Just because we're limited by our caterer. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I should say is a lot of vendors have um, non-refundable deposits but if you contact them early enough, you can change the date often without any penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, within like a certain, like they're, my my vendors are mostly within the two years. You can change it to any date within two years. Oh, wow. Um, with no penalty. That's good. So we're limited by where they can service. Mm-hmm. But we found a new venue 
that I think is going to be just as wonderful for our reception. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do a vow renewal or something like that Yeah, with everybody just so that they can all be a part of that. Yeah. Wedding take two. Wedding take two. Yeah, a lot of people are doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so look which at is so 2020. <laughs> look at me being trendy, a trendsetter. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we'll figure it out. I think there's lots of different options. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to get lucky because I'm going to be able to wear my wedding dress twice. Yeah. And how many people get to do that? Not many. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's been very interesting like, trying to plan a wedding and everything. Um, like, for example, I was trying to book hotels, blocks of hotel rooms for people because our venue is pretty far away from where anybody lives. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting trying to get in touch with hotels mm. because a lot of them are down to like just a single staff person or, oh, wow. or just someone at the front desk and like one or two people working from home. Mm-hmm. But every time I tried to get in touch with the like rentals department or the group, group rentals department there was like one person who was trying to field those calls even though they weren't part of that department oh gosh and like so a lot of them like i don't know if we do that and i'm like you probably do all the other hotels i've contacted have (laughs) or do i'm like well i'll have to get back to you and then i never hear back from them oh so that's gonna be really interesting next year to see what that looks like Mm -hmm. um so I guess, like, to anybody listening who, like, is curious because weddings, you know, and COVID and everything, I would say just go with your gut. Like, our gut feeling was that we didn't want to cancel it outright. We really want to be married this year. Mm-hmm. But we didn't feel right having a party yeah. when half the people we wanted to be there couldn't be there. And a lot of COVID restrictions are, like, you can't dance. And, like, you have to sit only with your bubble and, you know, you have to wear your mask when you're not drinking or eating. And I doubt that we're going to be without masks next year. Yeah. But I feel like it'd be a really weird reception to have people sitting at tables with their bubble only. Yeah. Because then there'd be tables with just two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know who I would sit with. Yeah, you'd technically have to only, only you're in my bubble. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe Sarah, too, just because we went on that girls' trip, like, last summer. So, technically. Yeah. And I guess, so, like, for the sake of, for the sake of just, like, you, you'd probably be in my car and Sarah might be in my car. Exactly. So, so like, it would just be, like, me and Sarah at a table. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. We're both bridesmaids. She's a maid of honor. I'm a bridesmaid. So, it makes sense. But it but, just, no. <laughs> but, yeah, part of the fun of weddings is, like, people being able to mingle. Yeah. I'm, like get to know the the new family you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and so it just didn't and hook up right. with people it's the why and you go to weddings especially when you're single <laughs> exactly and so like it didn't seem it just didn't seem right to yeah. like have the party and now we have a little bit more time to think it through you know the new venue we've picked is mm-hmm. actually really beautiful mm-hmm. and in some ways it's going to actually save us a little bit of money mm. So, like, it things work out the way they're supposed to, I guess. Yeah. Or we're getting a new opportunity to, like, think of what we want. And, you know, it'll still be a fairly formal event, but maybe a little more casual than if it was just a reception after the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, still expecting people to dress nicely, but, you know, maybe just a little more laid back 
Yeah. Then that, because then we can get all our photos with our family members. We can get photos of the missing bridesmaids, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll work out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been an interesting journey, that's for sure. That's for sure. And I think it'd be really interesting if we do another one like this, answering questions. Like, if people listening have any questions about wedding yeah. planning during COVID or... Or what, like, Kyle and my plan was, or anything like that. It'd be really mm-hmm. cool to answer questions. Mm-hmm. I don't think I missed anything, did I? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Oh, well, oh. you were very different, because unlike a lot of people, which is probably really affecting them, because of the way you traditionally mm-hmm. go about getting dresses for mm-hmm. brides and bridesmaids, you didn't do the traditional going to, you know, a boutique that's so you true. weren't impacted too much because of that, because you mm-hmm. did something different. What did you do? Right. So I, for many different reasons, didn't mm-hmm. buy, as Nora said, my dress from a bridal boutique. Um, one of those reasons was that I had a terrible experience in my first dress fitting mm-hmm. or dress trying. I don't know what it's called. Bridal appointment. Yeah. Um, and a much, much better one for my second one, mostly mm-hmm. because the people who are with me. Yes. Um, and the second thing was because I, as I said, um, try to be eco-conscious and also budget conscious. Yeah. And I could not fathom spending $1,000, $1,200 on a dress, right. which I've discovered is very cheap and you're not going to find much Mm-mm. in that price range. Mm. And so I decided I didn't want to do that. Um, for some background, the first dress fitting I went to um, – and for those who don't know me, I'm a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the She's bridal got curves bo- and she rocks them. <laughs> yeah, and the first bridal boutique I was there, the um, consultant basically tried to tell me that I couldn't wear anything except a corset, otherwise I'd have a miserable day because I'd be constantly worried about the way I looked. Mm-hmm. And that the only way I would look good is with a corset because they could give me a shape. Yeah. Now, that offended me because I think I do have a shape. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I the dress style that I prefer is off the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she kept trying to tell me that it was going to make my arms look even bigger. Oh. And that I shouldn't try to highlight my problem areas by covering <gasps> them. And I was like, I actually have no problem with my arms at all. Um, <laughs> well, you didn't until she started talking. I mean, I didn't until she said, yeah. Um, and so fair to say I didn't buy anything from them. Mm-hmm. Not only because of this woman, but also because they were way too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. And then the second boutique I went to um, was with Nora and Sarah, so my mm-hmm. maid of honor and Nora that you all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a much better experience because mm-hmm. I got to try on dresses that I actually liked. The lady mm-hmm. didn't force me into any thing that I wasn't comfortable with, and she actually listened mm-hmm. to what I wanted. However, my budget of like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars, they had nothing in their boutique for it. Mm -hmm. Now they did say that I could have gone to their Kitchener location, and that their Kitchener location is a uh, warehouse. Yeah, and they have a lot of their like either discontinued lines or, um, for whatever reason, discounted lines. That I would definitely find something in my price range there. Mm -hmm. But I still was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go for another try on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable going and, like, potentially being, like, verbally told that I look awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or that I look awful on my wedding day. 
I mean, Kitchener is quite some drives away. It's yeah. probably another three hours from Toronto. Yeah, I'd say from Toronto, it's about three hours from where I am now. And Hamilton, it's not that far. Yeah. But it's still considerable. Like, I'd still have to take a full day mm-hmm. out to go and try to find a time where somebody could come with me. Because mm-hmm. there's no point in going by yourself. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, that's a whole nother commitment. Yeah. And, and again, I happily would have gone with you because I have nothing to do with my time. <laughs> of course. And you probably would have been you and maybe like my my aunt. Yeah. Um, Just because I trust her opinion. I trust her to not. I trust her to want me to be happy mm-hmm. and not really care about anything else. But her opinion is also important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like humming and hawing and I really couldn't fathom, especially because we were coming up to like probably f- February of this year. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows anything about wedding dresses or has watched an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, <laughs> you know that most bridal boutiques need eight months yeah. for you to order your dress. And we're coming around to that time, and then we're in lockdown, out of lockdown. Yeah. And, you know, so boutiques were, like, closed or open only by appointment, but you could only have one person, one other person with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working still, and so it was all very, very stressful mm-hmm. yeah and uh, for anybody who is getting their dress from a bridal boutique i feel for you <laughs> and i you know f- like i just it just was too much for me with everything else going on mm-hmm. and so i made the decision to buy my wedding dress off of etsy mm-hmm. now for those of you who don't know etsy is a online marketplace yeah for everything yeah like you could probably get anything yeah. on Etsy if you looked hard enough. And most of the things are handmade by artisans, you know, making whatever. Yeah. And I'd seen their wedding section before, and I'd seen wedding dresses on there before. And I'd looked, and it helped me kind of narrow down what I liked and different things. And I finally decided to sit down and actually dig through Etsy and try to find a dress I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't being silly if the boutique or the shop that was selling these wedding things only had a hundred reviews or a hundred sales yeah or or you know one sale or whatever or Mm -hmm. the reviews were really bad i was not going to order from them Mm -hmm. you know the two places i ended up buying my wedding dress in two pieces um one was from an australian artisan and one was from a artisan in Hong Kong. It's the same shop that my bridesmaids also bought their skirts from, or will oh, be buying their skirts from. I didn't know that. I thought they were. It was the same place. It is the same place. No, no, no. I mean, I thought like you got your top and bottom from oh, like, the no. same place. Because I know you go was like a two piece set, but I yeah. felt like it was from the same boutique. No. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's risky. It is risky. <laughs> so I bought the bottom, my skirt, from the same boutique that the bridesmaids will be getting their skirts from. Mm-hmm. Because I, I also decided. Mine. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Because I decided that I was trying to find a cost effective thing for my bridesmaids too. Mm-hmm. Because bridal bridesmaids' dresses are ridiculously expensive for something that they might only wear once. Yeah. Um,. And so I got my skirt from the same place as them, and I got my shirt, my top from a bridal boutique. Mm-hmm. After lots and lots and lots and lots of searching, 
lots of screenshots sent to Nora and Sarah and Danny. Um, lots of humming and hawing and wondering and talking to um, the boutiques themselves. Yeah. So I think there were three or four boutiques that I really fell in love with dresses, all kind of the same boho type style. Mm-hmm. Um, looser on the bottom, a more fitted top, often off the shoulder or a deep plunge because I've got girls, so they might well be shown <laughs> off. Um, and I ordered samples, like so many samples from all of those boutiques to see what their fabric was like, to see what they were like. Mm-hmm. Like if or, through ordering samples, I got bad vibes off of them or I got the samples back and I'm like, these look cheap or mm-hmm. like they didn't care very much. Then obviously I didn't go with that boutique. Um, for the bridesmaid skirts, I did the same thing. I ordered probably 10 or 20 different samples of colors and, mm-hmm. and fabrics and different things just to help narrow down what I liked. Um, and that helped me get a really good idea of what the shop was like itself. Yeah. Got, gave a good idea of even during COVID what their shipping was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up really like feeling good about these two shops. So the, the top I got from the Australian artisan, uh, she makes lingerie normally. Like Ooh. that's what she makes a lot of is different lingeries from vintage lace and recycled mm-hmm. lace, which I really, really liked. Because um, I know it's not going place. to waste. <laughs> and, like, I know that any excess fabric she usually uses in something else. So, mm-hmm. like, each piece when you order it gets shipped to you in a lace bag mm-hmm. that she uses, like, with the scrap lace from all of her different things. And so I can store it in that or I can store different things in that, like bras or whatever. Um, and all of it both my skirt and my top were custom made. Mm-hmm. So I got measured. I got Kyle to help me measure. And then I measured myself as well. Um, and I sent the measurements off to both shops so that I got exactly the piece I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked cause the top I ordered is usually a crop top mm-hmm. and I wanted it a bit longer in the torso because I don't wear crop tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and sh- the lady was so helpful and was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll do it. No problem. Um, because it's my wedding dress, I ordered it to be express shipped to me. Mm-hmm. So I paid quite a bit extra for shipping just because I was like, I'm not, I need it tracked. I need to know where it is. Yeah. I need it to be here in as soon as possible. Yeah. And as I have to say that I am very, very happy. The one thing that Nora can vouch for is that the shop that we got our skirts from, their length measurements are not <laughs> um, totally accurate. <laughs> I don't know where these people figured out their measurements from. It is just so... Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> did the waist fit fine? Oh yeah, that was fine. But I'm, like like you, I'm swimming in my, in my skirt. And I got mine shorter than yours. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're going to wear much higher heels than I would ever wear. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'd say, but in all all in all, I'd say that's a really easy fix for a seamstress to make. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like that's or even like if you're really good with a sewing machine, like it's not a huge issue to fix your hem. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as everything else fits. And like I think my sleeves are a little long, but I have really short arms. Like there's never 
like they were never going to be right. So those <laughs> that's another really easy fix that I can have. I can take to a seamstress just before the wedding mm-hmm. um, to make sure that that all fits perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm really happy. I am not ashamed to say how much I paid either. Mm-hmm. I think for the skirt and the shirt, and I got uh, a pocket put into my skirt, mm-hmm. and obviously all the express shipping. I think I paid a total of four hundred dollars. Wow. A Canadian, I should say, um, for my entire wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have a veil and everything else. I think in total, my whole wedding outfit, including shoes, is going to come to less than $500. Nice. And, like, the top I'll be able to wear again because mm-hmm. it is just a white, essentially a white crop top. Yeah. You know, maybe it's going to be a little fancy and I'm going to feel a little weird wearing it to anything ever again because i wore it to my wedding but at least i can mm-hmm. and that was my big thing is i really wanted something that i might be able to wear again yeah or just you know that didn't that wasn't you know twelve hundred dollars exactly and i really like the skirt and it's definitely something that i can wear again and i probably mm-hmm. will and actually really blends in well with what i already own because i have like two full-length skirts already Oh. And like in different colors and different styles, but mm-hmm. they're like, it's sitting right next to them and they look, it looks like it perfectly belongs. Oh, perfect. That's good to hear. So my skirt is very happy amongst its new friends. Mm-hmm. And I was hope I was thinking as well that because the other, I, my options were to go with chiffon, which is what mm-hmm. I ended up going with, or tulle, which is what my, my wedding skirt is mm-hmm. for the bridesmaids. But I, I just figured that, you know, the more likely chance that they're going to be able to wear it again is with chiffon. Mm-hmm. Because even if they don't ever wear full-length skirts, you can definitely cut chiffon into a shorter-length skirt mm-hmm. and make it, like, into, like, a knee-length or or short skirt. Or even, you know, if you take it to a seamstress, it could definitely be made into a pair of shorts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like chiffon was more likely for that to happen than if I had it in, in like, tulle, which is more like a tutu. Mm-hmm. Um and I I also, at the very beginning, was going to go with, like, a blush pink. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, I didn't even tell you guys this when I changed my mind. I don't actually like pink. <laughs> I I love the idea of blush pink. I think it looks really beautiful amongst, like, navy and, and green. And, like, it's a really popular wedding color this year. Mm-hmm. Or, like, last year. But like, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go with blush pink because it seems like such a pretty color and blah, blah, blah. I don't like pink. <laughs> I don't know what, what was going on that I was like, yes, I should definitely, me, the person who doesn't like pink, should definitely have pink as her bridesmaid's colors. <laughs> so instead, after a lot of thinking and ordering a couple more swatches, I end up going with a wine color. Mm-hmm. And I think that suits me much better Mm -hmm. i mean the only other color like my favorite color is orange but i was not about to subject the bridesmaids to orange skirts (laughs) um especially like just the time of year they would have just blended in (laughs) with the background and i just there was also no orange in this company that i liked either but also nobody's skin tone goes well with orange um and i have a variety walking (laughs) jack-o'-lantern yeah you would (laughs) have i'm like I wasn't about to subject anybody to that. So <laughs> I felt like the only other reasonable colors would have been green or mm-hmm. or the wine color. But there's something about a, a good wine color that is mm-hmm. just 
Yeah. Very classic. Yeah. And to kind of help offset price as well for most of them, I just, I'm going to let them wear whatever white top they want. Mm-hmm. You know, if they already have it and they love it, perfect. If they want to go out and buy something new, perfect. Yeah. But I didn't want, I didn't want the skirts to be what broke the bank for bridesmaids mm-hmm. or their dresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this wedding. Yeah. Just like with Kyle's groomsmen, like where they're going to be in, in, so we're coming with everything that's happening. We're a little bit up in the air about what's going to happen with the groomsmen suits. Mm-hmm. But we are pretty much like, if they just have a dark color, yeah, they can just wear it. If they mm-hmm. already have it and they love it, then there's no point in them buying a new suit. Mm-hmm. And if they want to buy a new suit and use this as the opportunity, perfect. Like, Go ahead, we don't mind, as long as it's, like, a dark color. And because we don't want, like, I've heard so many horror stories of, of like, bridezillas <laughs> who are just like, no, you have to wear this and you have to wear that and your hair has to be this way. Yeah. And you have to wear this jewelry, but I'm not paying for it. <laughs> or, like, your shoes have to be this high. You can't be, like, prettier than me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Yeah. I just didn't want to be that person. Yeah. And I actually already have some options for what I want to wear. But, of course, mm-hmm. Emma's being no help at all. And she's just like, whatever you want. <laughs> which is very helpful. <laughs> if you want me to be more, I'll be more. <laughs> so I thought maybe what I could do is I could help have, like, our followers and our listeners help me oh, out. Oh, that's a good idea. So I thought maybe I would take some pictures of me and my options, maybe post it on the stories on our Instagram and then have a poll and then you guys can help me kind of narrow it down as to what I should wear. That's a good idea. And how I should look. Um, I'm probably thinking I'll curl my hair because that's just kind of my signature mm-hmm. um, celebrity or celebration kind of style. Celebrity. <laughs> I love that. That sounds good. I think I'm going to have my... I'm still undecided. I know I'm going to incorporate braids into my hair. Mm -hmm. But whether I have it, like, half up with, like, braids or, or like, up into a bun with braids, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my, my, like, just wear whatever you want is really frustrating to some of the bridesmaids. (laughs) Nora included, but especially my cousin. (laughs) She's like, no, but I need to know, like... (laughs) This poor girl is, like, having a heart attack over the casualness of it all. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it's because I think any other wedding she's heard about, or even for yeah. her own one day, like, she already knows, like, she wants to be fairly specific. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have one bridesmaid who I think has already decided on, like, a strappy, um, vesty top. Yeah. And... And I know that, you know, that's a very different style than, say, what Nora's looking at Mm -hmm. and what some of the other bridesmaids who've sent me pictures are going for. But I know that, like, my cousin is panicking. She's like, (laughs) what do you – but, like, she's like, but there's so many different styles of white top. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) That's why you can pick whatever one you like. Yeah. If you're going to be cold, just wear a long sleeve bodysuit. Like (laughs) – Oh, and then she, yeah, she's, I think my, like, casualness is really <laughs> stressful. Um, because also, like, she's talking about makeup and, like, what kind of look are you going for? Mm-hmm. But just, like, 
wear your normal makeup. Yeah. Like, if you would normally wear bright blue eyeliner and, like, whatever, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> like, if that's your look, that's your look. It's not going to ruin my wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm already going with mismatch. Do you think, like, I really <laughs> care? <laughs> yeah, and unlike other brides, I think Emma's actually even encouraged her uh, maid of honor to dye her hair. Because yeah. she was like, I'm dyeing my hair. I'm just letting you know. Just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, do <laughs> like, it. You always dye Ma- your hair. Make it match. Yeah, make it match the, the gown. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Which, yeah, I feel like most brides are like, don't dye your hair any time before <laughs> the wedding. But I'm like, nah, go for it. <laughs> do blue. Do whatever. <laughs> Has anybody else gotten their skirt yet? Do you know? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I know, I think my sister was... Like, on her way to. Mm-hmm. Like, they were looking at ordering it. But I don't know if they actually went mm-hmm. through with it yet. Yeah, that was an adventure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I appreciate you being the guinea pig for all that. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I would say... I would say I had a lot of pushback from the Etsy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, my... A lot of my family... So... My family has, like, middle class one side and then upper class, upper Mm -hmm. middle class the other side. And I would definitely say that I had a lot of pushback from certain parts of my family Mm -hmm. about, like, you're buying your dress from Etsy? (laughs) Or, like, what do you mean your dress has already arrived? Like, I didn't even know you ordered your dress. Mm -hmm. Or when did you order your dress if you've gotten it already? Mm -hmm. And... You know, a lot of them like, how could you trust an online really? Oh my god, that word, online realtor? Yeah, retailer. Re- <laughs> retailer. How could you trust an online re- retailer with your wedding dress? Yeah. And I was like, well, you just have to be smart. Like, you mm-hmm. would never go to a mall with boarded up windows mm-hmm. and buy your wedding, like buy a nice dress mm-hmm. or anything for that matter, probably, you know, you wouldn't go to a photographer who somebody said took awful photos yeah, or the photos on their website were really cringy and weird and that's not <laughs> your style. It's the same thing with going on Etsy and buying anything. Like mm-hmm. I went for both, both stores the one that, that all the skirts were bought from and the one that my top were bought from had thousands of sales, thousands of reviews. And when I talked to both store owners, they got back to me fairly quickly. And when I was asking different things and requests, they were very reasonable. And when I got swatches from them both, the materials were really nice. The swatches looked well cared for. The skirt swatches that I got from... Like, the, the bridesmaid skirts were huge swatches. Yeah. They were, like, the length of my forearm <laughs> of material, so I could definitely tell what kind of material it is. I plan on using it for the men's pocket squares. Oh, okay. Like, I bought some extra, because they were really cheap for the swatches. And so I bought extra so they could just fold it and put it as a pocket square. And then there's an easy way to match them to the bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I felt pretty good about them. Um, obviously, Nora had a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and that sucks. <laughs> I had an adventure. But I think that was also partly because I misunderstood. I thought that we could add pockets to the chiffon skirts, but apparently yeah. because they're chiffon, 
you can't out of pocket. I guess it would look bulky or something. Yeah. Um. So there's a whole adventure where Nora had to get a refund, and it was like it was a whole adventure partly because I had never used Etsy, so mm. it was a whole kind of thing of like um, signing up for it and then kind of checking out and all that hoopla. And then in the middle, I don't know what happened. Like I think I started to purchase it on a Saturday, and then I'm like. Okay, I'm tired now. Because trying to figure out the measurements yeah. was giving me, like, a headache. So I'm like, yeah. okay, everything is ready, but I don't have the patience to finish the transaction. So then the Sunday, I go back on to purchase it, and Etsy's not cooperating with me. Like, it just keeps saying, like, I can't create an account. I can't even do, like, a guest account or whatever. And I'm just like, well, actually, I had to create an account in order to check out. Oh. So I'm like, that's annoying. That's annoying. <laughs> but whatever. So I eventually do, but they're like... It's not working. And they're like, contact our service representative. And I'm like, I don't want to. I just want to create my account. <laughs> I just want to create my account so I can purchase my skirt. And so Monday, I tried it again. But then it was like, oh, uh, the boutique only uses PayPal. So you can't, you know, use a credit card. And I'm like, I don't want to create a PayPal account. Oh, my goodness. And the thing is, <laughs> you shouldn't, like, I have done, so I've obviously shopped with that store so many times. Yeah. Because I've bought so many swatches and different things. And I never had this trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, I could use PayPal without having to create a PayPal. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) So it just kept being one thing after the other. Then I finally got it. And then I got a message from the uh, boutique owner at, like, midnight because of, like, the time difference. And they're like, we can't put pockets in the skirt. That's just not possible. And I was just like, but I want my pockets. And that was another thing that I went back on just because of who I am as a person. Yeah. I talked to like you and I talked to my other friend. And I'm like, to add pockets or to not add pockets, that is the question. Yeah, we talked about like whether or not she wanted pockets. Yeah, so there's a whole dilemma. And then I finally decided and they're like, no, you can't have pockets. And then you're annoyed because they said, no, you can't have pockets. (laughs) But at least they like gave me my refund. So that was fine. And then it was just a matter of waiting. And I'm very impatient person (laughs) and it was actually exactly a month from the time that they emailed me and said your purchase has been shipped so it was like march 29th that i got that email and then april 29th april 30th i actually got it wow so it was a lot of waiting and i'm just like where's my skirt where's my skirt where's my skirt (laughs) And then, of course, we have the whole, like, you tried it on, and it looks really nice. It does, yeah. But Except the length is... Yeah. I'm, it's swimming. I'm drowning in it, literally. <laughs> Even when I, like, pick it up to carry it, I'm still, like, tripping over it. Yeah. And so, like, the length was just so weird, because it's like, if you are five feet, then you should be ordering, you know, uh, a 39... So inches something? or something inches, like yeah, that. something, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, but... I know me, and I always wear heels that are high, like yes. ridiculously high to some people, like Emma. Yes. Uh, and they're like <laughs> four, five. I've even worn six-inch heels. So I'm like, okay, we have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, basic math, you add, oh, no, it was 35 inches is what it was if I was five feet. And so, you know, basic math, five plus five is like 40. But then I looked at their chart, and it's like, 40 inches is for somebody who's 5'9". I'm like, how did you get... How did you jump that, that far? Exactly! I that, that doesn't make any sense. And I think Emma got hers, like, 43 inches. So yeah, hers I was, did. <laughs> hers was even longer. And the thing is, is what I don't get, right, is that 
I got Kyle to measure my height. <laughs> right? So I held it at my waist mm-hmm. where I knew I'd be wearing the skirt. And then I and then I had heels on. Mm-hmm. Or like I was like upright to where I knew I'm I wasn't gonna wear high heels. My heels yeah. are very small. Mm-hmm. Um and I have like two shoes to choose between. So I was like right around the height, the max height of the heels. Because mm-hmm. I just don't do well in heels. I don't like them. So I'm not going to wear them mm-hmm. very much. And I watched and I looked at the measurement and it's 43. Yeah. And I, I know he didn't do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know it wasn't like we're using the opposite end of the tape or anything. So it's not like we went backwards and I'm only like, <laughs> whatever. And so I was like, okay, it says 43. I'll like... Or it was like 42 or whatever. Like, I'll get 43 because a little bit longer is probably better than too short. Yeah. And then I get it and it's literally pooled on the floor. (laughs) Like, it looks, like for photos, that would look really cool. Mm -hmm. And also it has a train, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's 50, 51 inches, including Mm -hmm. the train. Like, Like, in the back, it's 51 inches. In the front, it's 42. Yeah. But it's like, I'm swimming in it. Like, it is pooled on the floor. And, like, I have a slit in my dress. Yeah. Because I want it to be spicy. <laughs> um, and I still, like, have to kick it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and I sent pictures to M, and she was like, nice shoulder. Like, so this is me on the ground with not wearing any shoes, and it's pooling around me. Here I am wearing five-inch heels, and it's pooling around me. Here I am in six-inch heels, and it's, like, finally getting to a spot that's actually kind of comfortable. But it's still swimming. Even when I was walking in my six-inch heels, I was still tripping over it. Oh, my God. So I'm just like, I don't understand your measurements. So Yeah, so that's the one thing. I'd say if you are a person who's like, you know what? That sounds great, saving that much money on a dress. Or maybe I can find bridesmaids' dresses for way cheaper for my bridesmaids. Or, or even a bridesmaid who is like, I wonder if I can find what the bride wants for cheaper on Etsy or something. Mm-hmm. I would say... Be smart, be cautious, like definitely reach out to whatever vendor you think you want to go with. Um, You know, look at the reviews, read the worst reviews, Mm -hmm. like definitely read the like one star because they'll tell you a lot about who's writing the review. Mm -hmm. And if the one star is like, oh, the shipping took forever, well, that's not the problem of the the boutique itself, right? Like that's just mail is mail. And like, if you're worried about that, pay for the extra shipping. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're saying customer service was awful and like the dress is really the wrong size and you know, you have to be careful with that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and look at the positive reviews, look at the photos that are attached, you know, if the place doesn't have any photo reviews, maybe don't go with that Mm because you can't guarantee that those people are, are telling the truth about their, their item. Yeah. Um, and I think I couldn't be happier with my wedding dress. Like, mm-hmm. I really couldn't. I think that it, it suits me perfectly. I don't think I would have found something like that if I'd used just a boutique. Mm-hmm. And I would have been out so much money Yeah, for a dress that I now will get to wear twice. Mm-hmm. But still, to wear it for 16 hours and then never really wear it again. Yeah. Because your I dress just, actually was custom. Like, you custom made it. You put it together. Yeah. And so to have a dress that was technically custom made for like what, 500, you said? Yeah. Is, is just not heard of during the traditional bridal boutique. Mm-mm. I mean, if you wanted that done, it would be well into like 1500. Oh, 1, yeah. 000. Well, into yeah. maybe even two, two and a half. Yeah. Because that one dress, 
that I tried on with you that mm-hmm. we both, we all fell in love with. Yeah. That one was 2300 Yeah. Just for that dress. And so, I yeah, to get a custom dress with the bottom I wanted and the top I wanted. Mm-hmm. And also another thing I struggled with was almost all wedding dresses have some like glit glitz to them yeah like it's very hard to get a dress without some kind of rhinestone or sparkle or Mm -hmm. whatever and i'm really not that person Mm -hmm. like even on my wedding day like i still am probably gonna be quite understated (laughs) for a bride like the only thing that's gonna be a statement is gonna be my veil because i chose a non-traditional veil yeah i don't think you've seen it have you Nora? i've showed you a picture maybe i think yeah i think i've seen the picture Mm -hmm. And so it's an embroidered veil. And so that's going to be the only statement, probably, Mm -hmm. about my whole outfit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be covered in glitz. It's not going to have, like, a giant belt covered in sparklies. Yeah. And so that's another thing that I struggled with in boutiques, is even their most low-key lace dresses still had a lot of, like, the light hits you and you're like a disco ball. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I, no shame for the people who love that. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's, like, I know Nora, when she gets married one day, <laughs> is going to have, like, the most glitzy, fantastic, shows off her beautiful body dress. <laughs> and she's going to look freaking bomb. <laughs> but she would never shame me for wearing a lace no. understated dress. No. And I would never shame her for wearing a bodycon, yeah. booty popping, bright blingy <laughs> dress. If that's what she decides. And so I'd say just be true to yourself. I had a lot of pushback from going for to Etsy for, yeah. you know, wanting, for not wanting to spend this much money on something, for, you know, DIYing a lot of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, unless that person is paying a significant chunk of your wedding, like a significant chunk, mm-hmm. they don't get to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't get a say in the wedding. Like, they... Honestly, like, the only opinions I would take are the people I trust Mm -hmm. to, like, have my well-being in mind or who are paying a significant chunk towards this wedding. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's it. If they're paying for everyone's meal, then they get to to say in the meal. (laughs) Like, of course, because they're paying for it. So, like, yeah, yeah, if they think that you should have freaking lobster, (laughs) then if they're paying for the lobster, go for it. Like, that makes (laughs) sense. But... When it comes to, like, your dress and, and the things you want, the way you want your bridesmaids to look, mm-hmm. I would say the bridesmaids should get some say mm-hmm. in, like, what they want to look like. Because it's their bodies, they're going to have to wear it. I've been in really uncomfortable bridesmaids' dresses mm. that really do not flatter me at all. <laughs> um, but, like, just, like, yeah, I'd say weddings really bring out the worst in people. Mm-hmm. And it's really unfortunate that that's the case. Yeah. But, like, you can only do what you can do. Exactly. You know? And at the end of the day, I think that our wedding is going to be... It's going to be a bit chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's going to be kind of sad. Because, you know, on the day we're going to know that we could have had so much more. Mm -hmm. If we had made different decisions. Um. But also, like, it might be really nice to have a year and then have a big old celebration Mm -hmm. where, you know, not only are we celebrating our wedding and our year of marriage, but we'll also be celebrating being able to get together and have people be together 
And like, I think that that's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's going to work out. It's going to be different than what you probably originally wanted mm-hmm. and definitely different than any wedding before. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Just like any wedding this year during times of COVID would be. Yeah. But no, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun because it's going to be your wedding. And yeah, exactly. We're going to make sure that you have the bombest time ever. Yeah, and, and no matter what we do, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think my aunt has mentioned that she might want to try to throw me a bridal shower. Ooh. Which I think would be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're still going to try to have our girls' night yeah. bachelorette, no matter what that's going to kind of look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be good either way, no matter what. And I'd love to hear any of our listeners, any questions you have. Yeah. It'd be really fun to do a follow-up of this, mm-hmm. answering questions maybe specifically about planning a wedding or an event, because I know that I had so many questions and I looked everywhere for answers, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. Um, so you all know where to find us. We're yep. on Instagram at overdue.podcast. Yep. Uh, we're also on Twitter. I'm trying to figure that out. Overdue dot the podcast. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. And anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can yeah. always leave us a comment. Um, the easiest and quickest way to get to us is Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions, if you have future podcast episodes, please hit us up. Yeah. And if you have suggestions on how I should look on Emma's wedding, because she clearly does not. <laughs> uh, let me know. Yeah, we'll definitely post it on our Instagram. And yeah. Let people take a look. Mm-hmm. We'll probably so, come back to this as the time gets closer and yeah. Emma starts to stress more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll probably we'll probably do another episode closer to the time. We'll probably talk about it afterwards for yes, sure. Absolutely. Um you know, any tea or drama would be really great to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um but with that said, for me Emma and me Nora. We'll see you next time.